I had a student say, I'm a senior, and after doing this, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to live on my own. I'm gonna have to look for three or four roommates. And it's like, yeah, you probably will. From Money Fit by DRS, it's the Money Fit Podcast, the show about financial education opportunities all around us and practical financial tips right in front of us. I'm your host, Todd Christensen, and on today's show, we meet the woman behind the Connect FCS Ed podcast and blog, a teacher with a passion for preparing her pupils for life's money mayhem. There are tips and ideas for everyone, so let's do this. time I've hosted Barbara Scully on the Money Fit Show. She hosts her own podcast called Connect FCS Ed, where she shares insightful stories, strategies, resources, and perspectives for family and consumer science professionals, um, also known as FCS professionals. She not only supports modern home economics classrooms, but she is a passionate and resourceful teacher herself of an SCS classroom. Barbara Scully, it is great to welcome you back to the Money Fit Show. Yeah, thank you again for having me. This is exciting. No, yeah, it's it. Uh, we I enjoyed our last uh, conversation we had on a previous episode, and I wanted to uh, talk uh, about uh, maybe a little about your experience as an FCS uh, teacher in the classroom, but also especially about some resources. You, I, I know, you, I'm sure you've got some great resources that we could share with listeners, uh, parents, communities, uh, anybody in the classroom, so forth. But as you know, I'm gonna start off with an introductory introduction question, if you're ready. Yep, I'm ready, bring Okay, it. so out, bring it on. Okay, so outside <laughs> uh, family members, who do you know that's had the biggest positive impact on your own finances? So I really have to, so it's kind of a, it's family, no matter mm-hmm. what, because that's where we learn. That's okay. Let's go with it. About finances. Right? I, I was thinking about that as I was, I was hearing this question going, oh, okay. But it always comes down to, you know, first of all, my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got married, you know, relatively young, about 22, 23. And my father-in-law, they really took both my husband, Brian, and I under their wings and taught us about budgeting, Mm -hmm. saving, insurance, uh, taxes, because just like on our previous episode, you know, it's all about, you know, those personal decisions and uh, those choices and advocating and you don't know what you don't know. And gosh, I don't feel like, you know, when I graduated high school, I was set up for financial success. And even going off into college, I wasn't set up for financial success that way. Yeah. You know, until got married. And then, you know, both of our dads came in and said, we need to keep, we need to straighten you out. Hey, you know, that may not be the most comfortable thing, but sure appreciated over time, I'm sure. It really is because we're, Brian and I, we're not, we would not have been, we wouldn't have been as successful as we are now you know, in our early 40s if it hadn't been 
for both of our dads coming yeah. in and, and setting up shop in our early 20s. Yeah. Going back to what you don't know what you don't know. You know, when I headed off to college, this was in the early mid 80s. And uh, none, my parents were really good with, with money. And, and, you know, I took some, I took, uh, I, I did some budgeting through scouts and a few other things. So I was, you know, we all thought probably I was fairly prepared, but nobody realized that on college campuses in the early 80s, credit card companies uh, marketing their cards was exploding mm -hmm. and giving away this, that, and the other for people to sign up and didn't know that I wasn't prepared for it. And uh, I wish I had been, I can, I can tell you that. Yeah. Well, that is the, that's the prime hunting ground right yeah. there. Yeah, it, it, it was, it was sad. Uh, pretty, pretty gruesome is what it ended up being. <laughs> uh, okay. So let's, let's talk about um, uh, briefly. Uh, tell me your experience in uh, family consumer sciences uh, and for listeners who have not, did not listen, have not listened to our first episode also, uh, that's kind of the transition uh, expansion on the, the, the idea of home economics, uh, uh, family consumer sciences, multiple disciplines, um, but consumers, family, so forth. What are some of the family consumer science classes that you teach that might include personal finance in them? Yeah, so of course, financial literacy, uh, that is a, a course that I do teach. Um, and I'm looking forward to it this last year. I did not teach it, but moving forward into the 21-22 school year, uh, I will be teaching several sections of financial literacy. So I'm excited about that. But also uh, Life on Your Own is a class that I've taught in that. Mm -hmm. uh, semester long course and we went over you know uh, resume building along with taxes uh, banking and credit um, uh, insurance um, all of those uh, subjects um, mm -hmm. but of course being in a semester long class you're able to dive in a little bit deeper instead of going so much wider right now those topics, those those class titles, those are specific to your district or state, or they're not available by that name elsewhere. Is that correct? Oh gosh, um, well it's just a name. It's just a title. Is that <laughs> somebody came up with? Uh, so uh, financial literacy is can be come that could be a name completely different in a different district or even in a, in a different state. Um, I want to say that there's a, um, a course that's been offered called personal finance. Mm -hmm. um, oh, and you know, we, oh, I can't even think of all the other names that have to deal with, you know, financial literacy. Mm -hmm. um, it's just a matter of the, the listener saying, okay, let me find out with the local school and ask them. Yeah, go to your public the, school. The, the FCS is there a typically uh, one or more FCS teachers at, at most schools, just depend on the size of the well, school? Yeah. It well, first of all, it depends on the size of the school. And because we are an elective class. So for people who have not uh, listened to our previous episode, uh, we have um, so multiple disciplines and all of that. But when it comes to uh, uh, our courses are an elective. So your student has to choose our class. Mm -hmm. so 
the more students who choose our family consumer sciences courses, the bigger the program is going to become and more popular. Um, so we're not your mom and dad's home economics class anymore, where it was a mandatory course uh, that you had to take, you know, in the 80s, 70s, 60s, and um, and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say our these electives started uh, taking shape in the early 90s, where all of a sudden students had to select our course in order to take it. Um, so there's some there's some excitement when it comes to choosing and like, oh, getting excited about something. Mm-hmm. Um, but also it kind of takes away from like, oh, well, maybe our program isn't going to do so well. Uh, but when it comes to, so there's a lot of districts who across the nation who, you know, rural districts, there's only one FCS teacher and they're teaching five or six classes every single day. Different classes, right? Not just a single semester, same, same trimester, class. or a quarter. And they are in, so they could be teaching five, to, they could be teaching up to maybe 15 different subjects hmm. in the course of a year if they're on a trimester base and they're teaching five classes. Um, I know, gosh, I taught. My first year, I taught nine different classes in a in one year. Wow! So we and that's everything from I mean, to always be planning ahead. <laughs> and that, that's everything from personal finance and uh, uh, to um, relationships to yeah. everything having to do with with family consumer sciences, textiles or um, textiles, nutrition. Yeah. Uh, nutrition, health, um, you know, if in my first district, I taught a family health class, which if students either fail the PE or they were missing that PE credit, by taking the family health class, they could earn that, you know, PE credit. Mm. Um, so it's just kind of you know, switching things out. But yeah, we talk about, you know, sexual education. We talk about, uh, you know, and it's a, it's a hard subject, mm-hmm. abuse and violence in a relationship um, in, in a, a family health class. You know what, um, you know, it's funny, Barbara, or not funny, but yeah. there are more, I think, I think we're, we're almost to the point where parents are a little more comfortable or less uncomfortable speaking about, um, sex ed than they are about personal finances with their kids. I think you're onto something. <laughs> now you're, what kind of feedback when you teach personal finance, what kind of feedback do you hear from not the, not the parents, but from the actual students? So what do they think about money? Are they, are they bored stiff? I doubt it in your class. It sounds like, um, <laughs> how, what do they, what do they think about it? Well, I just remember, um, so two, two different stories, but on the same topic, Um, my first year teaching a personal finance class, um, we are doing like apartment hunting in our community in uh, Kent, Washington. And as we're looking at different apartments, uh, seeing the cost and what the amenities are, you know, doing those wants versus needs, Mm -hmm. 
vehicle to transportation? Do you have a car or are you going to be riding a bus? Uh, what, you know, what do you think your first job is going to be? You know, going along those lines and then basing all of that information um, and finding an apartment. I had a student going go say, well, I'm a senior and now after doing this, I don't know if I'm going to be able to live on my own. I'm going to have to look for three or four roommates. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, you probably will. Because here in on uh, in Western Washington, King County, it has a high cost of living. Oh, yeah. You might have to move to a different county and commute. So it's those decisions. Um and then, uh, gosh, my 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 colleague and really good friend Kathy, she teaches financial literacy in my current district. Um, and gosh, we were I was just over at her house the other day, and where she was telling me about how um, her student wrote a reflective or reflection on the course uh, for for her class, and he brought in he brought in his mom and dad's um, car payment. And, and of course the student and the teacher, they, they built a relationship over, over the course Mm -hmm. um, where he felt comfortable, but also confident enough to be able to bring in a little chunk of information about his parents um, and their personal finances where they have a car payment, a $600 car payment, for a Subaru. Um, And he was asking, going, why is the interest rate different? Um, Or the, how come the, um, the principal and the interest rate, it changes every month. It's not, it's not been consistent. Mm -hmm. And as Kathy and I are talking about this, she's like, and I said, well, because of uh, when you paid the you paid your bill, uh, your car payment, and you know between either the first or the fifth. You know the payment is due on the fifth, but they were paying it either on the third or the fifth. In some months, they were paying it directly on the first. Mm-hmm. There was a huge fluctuation because, and this is this is really the sad thing. Um, his parents are they're immigrants. They've lived here in the states for twenty years, I guess they don't have a social security card. Mm. And so they had to get their, their loan through like a payday loans or something. This is the thing that you're going to, you're just, your jaw is going to drop their interest because they had to go through a payday loan vendor. Their interest was 26%. Mm. Ouch. Just because they don't have a social security card, they can't go through a bank. Right. credit union or however else you would get a loan. And so they that's why they have a credit uh, car payment on a probably a used Subaru. A used six hundred dollars. Yeah. And Kathy and I were able to figure it out going, um it was like a, a thirty thousand dollar Subaru. Hmm. They're paying at the end of it, it's gonna be it's gonna cost them fifty two thousand. So the, this uh, student walked away uh, with a valuable lesson, I'm assuming. 
Oh, absolutely. Very valuable. And of going, you know, you always pay your bills on the first, always, because it's going to, it's going to change your interest rate so much. And you don't want to waste more money than what you already have to. Yeah. It's adding, it's already adding to the the final price of the, the, whatever it is you buy. And if you're going to be late now, that's the thing is a lot of people think, well, it's due on the, let's say in this case, the fifth, they don't realize that if they don't pay it earlier, they're getting extra interest charged on mm-hmm. that. Well, let's let, okay. So you've got the teacher as the resource. Can we talk about some other resources, some of the re- things that you bring into the classroom that maybe our listeners might be able to access as well, whether they are, they have their own kids or they have, they are mentor or a you know, leader of a, of a cl- club or community yeah. group. What, what are your, some of your favorite resources? Well, of course, these are going to be all like for educators, but gosh, honestly, parents and community, community members who are listening, you can access this information yourself. Um, so there's here in Washington State, um, under our, um, we have a educational superintendent who mm-hmm. over our entire state, uh, Chris Ragdell. And under him, he's got an umbrella and it's called FEPP, F-E-P-P-P, so three P's. Hmm. And it's called Financial Education Public-Private Partnership. And that is a, that for here in Washington, that's a huge resource for teachers to be able to access, you know, financial literacy um, curriculum and or other resources. Um, so, and, and that is oversought by uh, Tracy Godat, who she's a personal friend of mine. Um, so I, and I'll just let our uh, uh, yeah. listeners know that I'll, uh, to check the show notes, I will make sure that the links to these, to these resources that you're sharing today, uh, make it into the show notes. Oh, perfect. Yeah. And another great resource that I love uh, is uh, NGPF. So the acronym uh, Next Generation Personal Finance. Um, And this this resource is hands down amazing. Um, The owner of this curriculum is he's on a mission to make uh, personal finance a like a state standard for every for every single state mm-hmm. and i think his goal is by 2030 um that it's incorporated everywhere in you know all 50 states um but it's the curriculum is produced by teachers for teachers mm-hmm. and it's free um, so in order to access that kind of information through NGPF, um, you do have to be a teacher because uh, you have to send in your credentials because I'm sorry, we don't want all of our <laughs> curriculum going out, you know, spread outward um, for students to be able to find the answers to and, and what. Yeah. Um, there's EconLink. Uh, EverFi, so E-V-E-R-F-I, financial independence, EverFi, junior achievements, which I I love junior achievements. Oh, I've been a volunteer on with junior achievement uh, uh, for a number of years. Really enjoy that. Yes, I love junior achievements. That's, and that's from uh, kindergarten all the way through, uh, through at the end oh, of high great. school. 
Yeah, and they have two different, I don't know about for uh, for you in your state, but in my state, we have, um, so junior achievements, we have like a, a business center mm-hmm. and it's broken up into two sides. So through kindergarten, through fifth or sixth grade or something like that, they have the elementary side and that's called BizTown, B-I-Z-T-O-W-N. Mm-hmm. And that is where all these students are able to take on various job responsibilities where they're either, they work at the McDonald's, they work at a um, a bank, somebody's a mayor, somebody works in communications. You know, there's all of these various jobs that they have to do and they're all you know working together running this town it's absolutely amazing and then they have the older side and um i'm i'm forgetting the name of the older side and um they are they're given a um a, a role where all of a sudden they've been given um So they're either a single parent, they have two kids, they make X amount of money, uh, these are their bills, and they're wanting to go to college to better themselves. Mm -hmm. So they've been this scenario and they have to pay their bills, uh, a credit card, a car payment, all of these things. It's expensive to be poor. It's very expensive to be poor, and these students are able to, and some students are given like, oh, they're they're a millionaire and all of these other other things, you know, different scenarios. Mm-hmm. What it ends up happening is that these kids are coming out going, I'm going to, I'm going to do better for myself because I want to do better for myself, but I want to do better for my families because this scenario really opened my eyes. So yeah, I love junior achievements, hands down. It is amazing and it is volunteer based. Um, so anybody who has any, who's a parent and wants to help out in that area, they want you um, and they love bringing in educators um, and gosh, I, they love coming into a, a teacher's classroom and taking over for a day and do and do the lesson. So, you know, there's so many, so many great resources when it comes and, to junior And I'll achievement. say, and I'll say their junior achievement, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan, um, that if, if, if you're like, if you think, well, I can't come up with that lesson, they've got all the materials all set up for you. They give mm-hmm. it to you. They, they hook you up with the teacher. You just have to schedule a time you know, worse comes at worse. You would act, you, you could read word for word out of the book, but there's a lot of fun activities that, uh, that, you know, I know the kids that I, when I go into a second grade class, uh, they just, they see me coming down the hall, Mr. C's here. They just love yes. it. Yes. They, it, it really is a great program. And then finally there's, um, this is another podcast, but also He's a teacher who's writing a book, um, Choose FI Pre-K through 12 uh, with Rob Phelan. Mm-hmm. And you will love him, by the way. Yeah, I've, I've listened to that podcast. Yeah. Yes. So Rob Phelan actually is writing a elementary age uh, book on uh, for money. And it's called M is for Money. Um, so I... I encourage you to, to, to reach out to Rob to bring him onto the podcast. Oh, yeah. He 
He absolutely is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'll look. I'll do that. Yeah, that's uh, that's one of the um, financial independent uh, independence uh, podcasts that uh, that are on my playlist. Yeah. Well, do you uh, do you um, have you ever found anything? Uh, would you recommend a local library for resources for for listeners? Well, a library, yeah, you're always going to find, you know, your Dave Ramsey, um, uh, oh gosh, um, uh, Susie, Susie Orman. Uh, for those types of things. But honestly, when it comes to financial education, listen to podcasts because mm. it take bite-sized, you know, nuggets of information and you could apply it to your daily life just by hearing a story. So, you know, I'm I'm a huge person when it comes to podcasts, even though it's kind of funny. I don't listen to a whole lot of podcasts, but man, do I really appreciate and value podcasts uh, because they're there when you want to listen to something and, or you could just put it on your playlist and like when you're ready to listen, there it is. Yeah, no, absolutely. Let's combine my last two questions because that that leads right into it. Uh, The final piece of practical advice would be uh, the same as where can they find you? Because I'm going to recommend that uh, people find your your podcast. Yeah. So my podcast is called connectfcsed.com. So that's my website. And you can find my podcast on all of your favorite streaming platforms. you know, uh, platforms. So I, so please find me, um, and leave me a, a review. I, I love reading the various reviews, um, on Apple podcasts specifically because you're able to actually leave a comment and see what people are saying. Nice. So that's really exciting. Good. Yes. Barbara Scully, thank you for joining us today as our guest. We do appreciate what you've shared and your time with us. And I do encourage our listeners to check out your, your podcast there. Well, thank you again so much for having me on again. um, I know taking time out of your busy schedule and trying to match up with other people's schedules. I know it, it, it sometimes is a feat, but Ah. I enjoyed my time. So thank you so much. Been a pleasure to our listeners. Thank you for joining us uh, today. And please do check out our archives at moneyfit.org slash podcast. And until the next time, please stay money fit and stay well.